you for listening to this podcast presented by Compassion Church. We're so glad you joined us today. For more information, including service times and locations, please visit our website, compassion.cc. Now here's this week's message. Good morning, Compassion. Aren't you glad to be in the house of the Lord today? Well, you guys look good. Okay, you don't. Well, thank you. See, I'll take it because I know it's true. Well, praise Lord. I just found out today, I'm so excited, uh, at our other campus at Holiday, uh, we had a Christmas parade last night, and we entered the Christmas parade, and our church won first place. Now, they did say that because I was on the float, I raised the level of the looks of the float just by itself. I don't feel like you think I'm telling the truth. Christmas is almost here. I am so excited. As you just heard Travis said, say, I want you to hear this. Do me a favor. This week, what you do can impact someone's life. It could change their life forever. It could literally change their eternity, their destiny. It can change what is going on right now in their family. And that is by you simply doing this, inviting someone to come to church next Sunday for our special Christmas drama. It's going to be so good you don't want to miss it. And not only do you not want to miss it, you want to invite someone to come and to be a part of this. So this week you got between now and next Sunday to be inviting individuals to come and to be a part of that service. So I'm asking you to do that. It's that simple, that easy. Some of you are not in the drama, so you're not having to act on stage. And uh, Some of you didn't have to build anything as we've been building. You were not a part of the practices. You're not part of the praise team. But the way you can be a part of this service next Sunday is by you actually inviting some friends, families, co-workers, neighbors, somebody to come and to be a part of this special service. And we're going to believe that next week, that it's not just going to be about a great drama that next week it's going to be about someone giving their hearts and lives to Christ Jesus. Amen? One last thing before you leave today. Every year we give Christmas presents uh, to some special kids. And we are needing your help. We've got a sign-up sheet right outside, and we're needing your help. If you would do me a favor... Uh, we've got, the, you know, the, the first names of the kids. We've actually got their ages, uh, their genders. If you could do me a favor today, if you're willing to help buy Christmas for some kids, would you stop by our Next Step desk and f- sign up so that this year there, are, well, there will be some kids that actually do have Christmas. Amen? So do me a favor. Before you leave, go by our Next Step desk and sign up to actually purchase some Christmas presents for some kids this year. Who knows the song, Mary, Did You Know? On the way here today, I started singing it. I thought, I'm going to sing it today. Oh, Mary, did you know? I hear again. And on the drive over here, as I was singing the words, my mind said, don't you do it. Don't do it. You're not good enough. You're pretty pathetic. 
Their ears will bleed if you start singing that song. I think the Bible says don't touch the anointed of God. That's what it says. And I feel like I'm anointed by God. But it's true. I'm terrible at singing. My, my daughter just said something. If I was her, I would be saying anything. Oh, praise the Lord. That's right. I thought she would stop there real quick. She unfortunately took after her daddy and her singing abilities. The rest of the family can sing. It's me and Avery. Baby, you know it's true. I mean, there's no reason to even lie about it, all right? But you're beautiful and you're smart. She does. Anybody sees better than me, but that's not saying much, just to say. Mary, did you know? What did Mary know? What didn't she know? What didn't she do? I guess if I could put a subtitle to this sermon today, it would be Mary Denton, dot, dot, dot. Mary Denton, dot, dot. Dot. Because what's more than more important than what Mary did is what Mary didn't do. See, see, there's sometimes we get focused on the do's, and, and I'm normally one who says that. It's more about the do's than it is about the don'ts. But let me say this: there are times we should realize the didn'ts should have happened in our life. I want to read a passage today. It's out of Luke chapter 1. Begin with verse 26. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered, what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son. You are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign forever, Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked. The angel says, I am a virgin. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she, who is said to be unable to conceive, is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then, then, then the angel left. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for the word that we're about to receive. And I pray the Lord, every heart and every mind to be open to receive, God, what you've got in store. And Lord, today let not one, not one leave this house the same way that they came, but be blessed by your word. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. And amen. So what do we know? We know that Mary was fairly young, probably the ages of 13 to 15, somewhere around there, maybe 16. We know that where Mary was from, from a, a place called Nazareth, not very highly respected. 
Uh, maybe we've, we've knew of a town surrounded here that was maybe not thought of very highly. Don't call out any names that we don't think very much of. Okay, then it may be a town like that, a town of Nazareth and Galilee. We know that she actually was in the lineage of royalty. Outside of that, we don't know much about Mary. And we don't know much about what Mary did. But instead of talking about what Mary did today, I would more like to talk about what Mary didn't do. And begin to tie that in how that applies to your life today. The, the, the first thing that I would like to share with you today is this. It's what Mary didn't do. It's what Mary didn't do. Listen to this. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent an angel Gabriel to Nazareth in a town of Galilee to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph. The first thing is we know this. We know that Mary was a good girl. She did things right. She was a virgin, stayed that way before marriage. She was pledged to be married. We know that Mary was a good girl. I get it, I'm a grace preacher. If I can sum up my ministry in any word, it would be a church of second chances. We are a church of second chances. But I want to share something with you today. We have a tendency of men and women of God of living in God's grace. Suck at that moment of, well, God forgives me for everything that I do. God washes away my sins. He gives me second, third, 586 chances. I want to share something with you today. That mentality of, well, I can sin and continue to be in God's good graces may get you to heaven, but it probably won't give you God's favor. This first point, I'm going to step all up on your toes and probably knee you up in your mouth. I'm just going to be honest. Because, see, Mary had received the favor of God on her life, not so much about what Mary had done, but what Mary hadn't done. Mary had chose to live a life that was honoring to God. And because it was honoring to God, it brought favor upon Mary. I had a young boy this week. I was leaving the church, went to get in my car, and he pulled up beside me on his bicycle. He said, hey, Pastor John. And I said, hey, buddy. And he could tell by the look on my face I didn't know who he was. He said, you don't know who I am, do you? And I, I said, no, I, I'm sorry, buddy. I, I apologize. And he said, well, it's been a long time. I was a little kid when I came here, and he's grown up now. He says, a little kid when I came here. And I said, well, buddy, how you been doing? He said, well, I, I just got out of jail. I said, man, I'm sorry to do that. How you doing since you got out? He said, I'm doing good. I'm, I'm, I'm doing fine. He said, I lost my grandparent the other day. And he said, and you know my mom, well, she's strung out on drugs. While they were here, they did good. While they were here, God was blessed. And while they were here, she was following the Lord, but then got out of church. It got me thinking the rest of the week about that. You know, there comes a time, and let me say this, I'm putting myself in this category with you. There comes a time as men and women of God that we stop living saying, God, forgive me. We stop living, well, it's all right, God's grace. We stop living in this place where we say, well, God's love for me is bigger than the mistakes that I make. I get it. They are. God will keep forgiving you. God's grace is more than you can ever comprehend or understand. But can I share something with you today? There comes a moment in life where your crap needs to stop. 
God deserves better than that. And God deserves your best. And God deserves you to stop having one foot in the world and one foot in the church and thinking you're okay. You're not. Now listen, you may be going to heaven by the hair of your chinny chin chin. In fact, some of you had to put some butter on the pearly gates to get in. Some of you, I'm going to get to heaven and I'm going to get to the pearly gates and I'm going to be behind you having to push you through the gate. You know it. See, there comes a time, and, and listen, you know me, I'm a grace preacher. I push grace. I, I believe in God's grace. I, I some of my ministry. We are church of second chances. But also, can I be honest with you? I am tired of seeing men and women of God come to church for a while. They're all excited. Everything's wonderful. And then the new car or the new church smell wears off. They start going back out in the world, doing things they shouldn't do, and then falling back into their old ways and then wondering how their life ended up where it did. Stop playing with sin. It bites. Stop playing with things that you know are going to get you. Mary was a good girl. That's why God's favor was upon her. Listen, my dad will roll over. He didn't like when I said this word. You know why crap keeps happening in your life? Because you keep playing with crap, and that's why it keeps happening in your life. I don't understand why my life, I understand. I, I, I don't understand. You don't? Really, you don't? You keep going out and playing where you're playing and doing what you're doing and living the way you're living and then maybe coming to church every once in a while on a Sunday and expecting God to bless you, take care of you, run everything in your life great. God can't do what you won't let him do. I know some of you guys. Listen, it is by the grace of God that you are here today. It is by the grace of God. You're not in prison or you're not dead. It is by the grace of God. Somewhere along the line, stop letting the gratitude wear off. Stop getting to that place where you don't, you're not grateful anymore. There needs to be a place in your life where you say, God, for the rest of my life, you deserve everything that I've got because if it wasn't for you, I don't know where I would be right now. I know that's harsh, but I'm sitting there reading about Mary, and yes, and I know in just a little while, grace itself would be born. The last sacrificial lamb would come into this world. I get it, but can I tell you, because he did come in this world to die upon a cross for us, does he not deserve better from you and me? I don't get it. I'll never forget when I first stopped, stopped pastoring, I'd moved to South Carolina, and, and i never forget telling my wife, I said, I'm not going to church for a while. I was a big church consultant. I said, I'm just going to, I'm going to take it easy for a while, and I'm not going to serve. And Next Sunday, I was in church, and about two Sundays later, I was serving in the church. She's like, how did that happen? I said, I don't know. They tricked me. <laughs> I walked in the door, and I signed something. I didn't know what I signed. I thought I was getting a raffle. Say, God, this year deserves your gift of living a right life. Somewhere along the line, and I don't know what happened, happened, holiness and righteousness have gone out the window. And you are called, go read the Bible. Some of you know every passage on grace, but you haven't read any passage on holiness. 
or any passages on righteousness or any passage on saying, listen, you haven't read them and it's time that you read it because listen, God's not trying to be a cosmic killer of fun. God's trying to keep your life from going down the drain and turning the way it used to be but you've got to start living for him. Mary would conceive the savior of the world because of what she hadn't done and how she hadn't lived. Mary had got in favor from God because Mary had decided that she wanted her life to be a sacrifice unto God that when people saw her life, they saw God. And when they saw her life, they realized that if you would do the right thing, then God will bring the right thing in your life. Let me move on before y'all get mad. It's what Mary didn't know. It wasn't just about what Mary didn't do. It's about what Mary didn't know. Listen to this. It said, Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. I'd be a little troubled too if an angel just popped up in my room one night. In fact, I would be more than a little troubled. I would scream like a little girl. And I would probably have to change my pants. I'm just being honest. It said she was troubled. But one thing you don't see is that it said in that passage she was troubled and she ran away. She was troubled and she went la, 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 la. It says, Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of green this might be. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid. Mary, you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son. And you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign forever over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. I say this to you today because many times what happens is, is we don't know how this is going to turn out. We don't know and understand this situation. We don't know how troubling this is. And, and what happens is we become afraid and scared and we run away. Just because it may be troubling doesn't mean you can't overcome it. Just because it may be troubling doesn't mean it's not from God. Just because it may be troubling doesn't mean that you're supposed to stop, turn around. It's not a roadblock. In fact, maybe when it says it's troubling, it may be a roadside that you're on the right road heading the right way to the blessings of what God's got in store for your life. Let me tell you why I really it was troubling. It was troubling because it was bigger than what Mary's mind could conceive. But that's really just how God works. God will bring opportunities in your life that seem impossible to you. But that's what God wants. God wants you to see something that is impossible, but understand with God it is all possible if I'll just trust and believe in him. You're not always going to understand everything. See, it wasn't just the... Mary was greatly troubled and said, at his words, she wondered. In other words, she was confused. She wasn't quite understanding. There will be things that you don't have to know the outcome. 
There are times that God may give you the Z, but he won't give you the, the B's and the C. But there's also times God will give you the B and the C, but won't give you the Z. But if you know God, you trust God, you believe in God, you're willing to go down that road because say, God, I may not know the outcome. I may not know how I'm going to do it. I may not know how it's going to work out, but God, I do know this. If you're in it, I'm in it. If you're for it, I'm for it. If you told me to do it, I'll do it. For God, where you lead, I'll follow. If it's on the mountain, I'm right there with you. If it's in the valley, you better believe I'll follow you. If it's in the light, God, I want to be right beside you. But even in the dark, I will not leave you. God, I'm right there with you. See, Mary didn't know. But see, Mary didn't have to know. You don't have to know the trouble. You don't have to wonder what you're about to do. All you have to know is that you know God is in it, and if God's in it, it's going to be all right. God's going to get you through it, and God's going to get you to the other side. Some of you are facing some things right now, you just don't understand all of it. You don't have to. What you've got to do is say, God, what I don't know, I give to you. What I can do, I'll do myself. But God, this I do know, I'm not going to let fear. God, the Bible says God does not give us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and sound mind. God called me to preach. I thought to myself, I can't do it. I'm not a good speech. I can't do it. I'm not smart enough. I can't do it. Lord, there's got to be someone better. I kept trying to figure it out all in my mind how I could make it work out. And God had to finally remind me one day, John, I'm not telling you how to figure it out. Listen, you just need to know if you'll go, I'll help you figure it out. I'll make it work. See, all Mary knew was one thing. It doesn't add up. Lord, I know how you have a child, and Lord, I, I haven't done that yet, and so Lord, there's a problem here. You ever told God that? God, we got a problem. As if God didn't know you had a problem. Lord, I don't know how we're going to do this. And God just smiles. I've already got it worked out. Before there was a problem, I already gave you a solution. Before there was an issue, I'd already worked it out. Before you stepped into trouble, I'd already, already given you the truth. It's going to be all right. I'm going to bring you through it. We think that when we're about to step in the middle of a trouble, we've got our minds set on what we can't make it out. What you don't know in the spiritual realm, you're already on the other side. You maybe can't see it yet. Sometimes the other day I had to drive home from somewhere and I was so tired. I could literally barely keep my eyes open. I got in the car and this is what I kept telling myself. John, you're almost home. John, you're almost home. In fact, in two hours, for you, you'll blink and in two hours you'll be home. John, just think it. In two more hours you'll be sitting at home beside your beautiful wife and she'll be doing everything in the world for you, rubbing your feet, getting you something to drink. And then, okay, I carried that dream way too far. Yeah, yeah, then I, then I drove off the road. <laughs> you don't have to know it all. You just have to know the one who knows it all. You don't have to figure it all out. You just need to know the one who's already figured it all out. The last one is this. It's what Mary didn't say. It's what Mary didn't say. You ever regret sometimes something you say? Raise your hand. Every one of you put your hands up. I don't know why I go through this every time. 
There, if, if you're in here, you've never said anything you regret, then you're a narcissist. I don't know what to say to you. Well, you're one of this. Either you're a narcissist or you're an idiot. You're just oblivious. That, and that probably means everything you say is stupid. You just don't know it. We've all got that friend, right? Don't know when to shut up. Talk too much. Why are you looking at me? <laughs> it was years ago I was on this stage and we were having our Christmas Eve service. While we were having our Christmas Eve service, I was in the middle of the most profound moment. At the end, it was a, just that, you know, that kind of moment. The music's playing. The angels are singing. Heaven is open. And I went and I said, and Christ will pierce the darkness. But I didn't say pierce. I said P-I-S-S-E-D. And at that moment, if I could have rolled it back, some of you had to spell it. It took some of you a second. You're like, <laughs> I should have wrote it on the board. At that time, our praise and worship leader was back. Here he has a mic, in, and his mic goes to all the people on stage. Y'all couldn't hear him. And he said, and he goes, did he say pierce the darkness? But he didn't say that word. Well, the whole praise team starts laughing. And they're all like, <laughs> like blooming idiots. And at that moment, I would have taken anything or given anything in the world to pull that word back. Because at that moment, the service was over. It was like, all right, turn the lights on. The party's over. Get out. See, there's, there's times in our life, do you ever wish you could have just taken the word back? See, the third thing I would say is this. It's what she didn't say that mattered most. How will this be? Mary asked the angel, I'm a virgin. Many people think that Mary at this moment was saying it couldn't happen. She, she wasn't. To, to, to give you an understanding of what Mary really was saying there, it was a clarification moment. You ever raise your hand? Hold, hold on, I got a question. That's what Mary did. Mary, you're going to conceive a child. Whoa, hold on. There's one little problem there, angel. I've never been with a man. You see, Mary was not questioning if God could do it. She was just asking how God would do it. There's a difference. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going, and I love how the angel does this, just to kind of make you feel a little bit better. You remember Elizabeth? Yeah, I know Elizabeth. She's my, my cousin. Remember, she can't conceive. Yeah, it's sad. She couldn't have a child. She's going to. What? Yeah. See, that's just how God works in our life. That in the moments that we may be struggling with doubts, God will give us an answer to stop struggling with our doubts. So the Holy One will be called the Son of God, even Elizabeth, and goes on and says this, and I love this right here. 
For no word from God will ever fail. And I love Mary's response. I'm the Lord's servant. At this moment, it was more important what Mary didn't say. She didn't say no. She didn't say it, it couldn't happen. She didn't say, I'm sorry, I don't have time, I'm too busy. She didn't say, I'm, I'm sorry, I've got this going on in my life, and I've got this going on in my life, and I've got this going on in my life. And we as Christians have become some of the biggest excuse makers I've ever seen in my life. You know what I'm tired of? I'm getting fed up with Christians who their life, you ain't no more busier than your mom and dad were. But they still came to church. They were still here every Sunday. They still served in the house of the Lord. Now don't get me wrong. I think sometimes in life, no is more important than yes. When it comes to others, you don't spread yourself too thin. You don't give yourself to others that don't keep stealing from you and you're not getting back. But let me say this also to you. This is important. It is time for you and your life to come to realization. Your words have power. The Bible says there's power of life and death in your tongue and you shall eat the fruits of it. And some of you are eating the fruits of you saying no to what God is asking you to do. And you better start saying yes. When Mary said, I'm here. Because she didn't say no or can't, don't have time, maybe next week, because she said, I'm here. The favor of God fell upon her and she would conceive the Savior of the world. What are you missing out on because the words that you're saying and speaking? I want you to stand with me. We want to thank you so much for joining us for our service today. We hope that you've enjoyed it. Before we let you go today, I want you to know that Jesus Christ loves you. And over 2,000 years ago, God the Father gave His Son, Jesus Christ, to die upon a cross for you. That through His death, you would have eternal life. And through the shedding of His blood, you would have forgiveness of all your sins of past, present, and even future. So if you're watching right now, and you're right now living in a life of shame, sadness, and sin, I want to introduce you to my Savior. All you have to do today to be saved is first admit that you're a sinner in need of God's grace and wonderful love. Believe that He is the Son of the living God, died upon a cross for you, rose on the third day, and lives forevermore at the right hand of the Father, interceding for you. And with your mouth, confess the Lord of your life, and you shall be saved. So if you're watching right now, and as I'm saying these words, it's touching something in your heart, and you say, today, I want to give my heart life to Christ, then I want you to say this prayer with me. Say, Dear Jesus, forgive me my sins and all of my ways. I ask you to come into my heart and into my life. I repent of my ways, and I ask you to be the Lord and Savior of my life forever and ever. Amen. If you just said that prayer with me, I want you to know that you are a child of God. 
Your sins have been washed away. You're a new creation, the Bible says, and eternity with Christ is your reward. Do us a favor. If you gave your heart and life to Christ today, please let us know in the comments or reach out to the church. And we would like to tell you your next steps in following Christ Jesus. Thank you so much. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this podcast presented by Compassion Church. We're so glad you joined us today. For more information, including service times and locations, please visit our website, compassion.cc. Now here's this week's message.